Arizona Sports, Sports. the local sports leader. leader. Burns and Gamble, the 4 o'clock reset. 4 o'clock reset. All right, we're at the turn here on this Tuesday afternoon, getting you caught up on everything going on in sports. Mitch is here with the 4 o'clock reset. Mitch, take it away. What is going on? You know that old feeling when you finally get to that place you've been longing to get to? Chewy. That's probably what the Phoenix Suns were saying when they finally made it back home after that seven-game road trip where they were gone two weeks at most. And now they're home. A home basketball game in the Valley tonight. I can feel the energy. They're not a great home team. Their record is not not very good. Yeah, so it's one of the things you look at. Okay, the Phoenix Suns are home. That's great. But they're 14-11. and They have more more home losses that they had in all of 2020-21 or 21-22 already. Yeah, it's been it, it's been a struggle at home, and now it's the Milwaukee Bucks who are waiting for them after this long road trip. And there's always there's this belief in the NBA. I heard K Ray talking about this during the broadcast on Sunday. The last game of a road trip is always tough because you're thinking about going home, and the first game after a long road trip is usually tough. There's a little bit of a kind of residual sort of hangover, for lack of a better word, from the big long road trip that you went on. We'll see how any of that impacts the Suns tonight as they're taking on a Milwaukee Bucks team. It's one and three so far under Doc Rivers. Well, it's a good thing they have a nice long homestand after that nice long road. Oh, wait. No, they don't. They have this one and then Thursday, and then they're back on the road again. So, so quick to return and then only so quick to leave. I will say this. Damian Lillard and Brooke Lopez are questionable. So maybe the Bucks could be without one, maybe even two starters tonight. We had Jim Ozarski on earlier. He covers the Bucks for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. I, I hadn't thought much about those guys not being able to play. Yeah. He mentioned a couple of times during our conversation that those guys might not play. I believe it, the listing for Lopez was personal reasons. Okay. Which you never know how that goes, especially when listed as questionable. Yeah. Well, they got the other Lopez, the one who used to play here, too. The one who broke the glass door. They broke the glass door. Wasn't it? Robin yeah. Lopez broke the glass. One of the better sound bites in history. <laughs> God, that was that was close to ten years ago, wasn't it? When he broke the glass door, I think when Robin Lopez slammed the glass door in the practice the room. Maybe oh, I found the practice. We have completed a couple. That was Alvin Gentry, right? Yes. Alvin was talking, and the next thing you know, we have completed a couple. That was way more than 10 years ago. Alvin Gentry got let go in 13, 12, something like that. There's no date on this, unfortunately. God, that was a a long time ago when Robin... Robin Lopez... When did Robin Lopez break the glass door? When did Robin Lopez play for the Phoenix Suns would be the... That's the question. While you guys are looking for that information, if you have to happen to come across it in your searches, check out the new teaser for the book ones that are dropping next week. Pretty cool. A couple of awesome cameos in there, including Sean Marion, Diana Taurasi, Kevin Durant, his parents, and then, of course, Haven, his lovely 2009? Dog. Get out. Was that when he played for the... No. He played for the Suns from the 08-09 to the 2011-2012 season. So he was here for four years. Okay, so 2009. Well, well, you said he was here then, right? Gen- well, that was his first year here, but his last year here was in 2012. So it could have been any time during okay. that stretch. Yeah. So it was a long time ago, whenever it was. Anyway. Busy night in the association yesterday. I don't know what grabbed the headline for y'all more. I think I'd lean with what happened with Golden State. Yeah. 
kidding me? Still from, you know, one of the best players. Clay Thompson Clay Thompson benched yeah. down the stretch last night. Did it's, not close out in their win. Commonplace now, right? Commonplace that hey, he didn't make three. a th- he didn't make a three pointer last night. I think he was 0 for three. They're playing the young kid over him, and he's sitting at his locker, and he's just you know I, I he just can't get he can't get his game going. He can't get his game back, and now he's starting to get benched. Now they won the game, right? I mean they beat the Nets in that game, but I, I just yeah. I, I just wonder what, what's left for Clay Thompson when he's getting benched now in fourth quarter. Yeah, two of the last three games that he's been benched. Were you going to mention something else from the NBA, or could I mention I was just going to slightly defend Clay and that he also went on to praise his teammates. And then I was also going to point out Draymond Green overheard, shouted in the background that he got benched in game five of the finals, and who the bleep cares? Yeah. There were a lot of storylines in the NBA last night. The Cleveland Cavaliers are now 14-1 and in their last 15 games. They demolished. Sacramento last night in the NBA and the Clippers. Man, I'm telling you right now. Oh my goodness. I, 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 I am so are I am so, so scared of the right Clippers. Now. I am so scared of the Clippers. They're so hot. They're up, they're just up, there's some talk. All right. I just read one story on one website, and it's not my favorite website, so I'm not gonna give it a lot of credence yet. But some talk about Kawhi Leonard and an MVP, possibly. For, he's having an incredible season. The Clippers are, they just finished up a 6-1 road trip. They're 26-5 since, November since the 30th. 1st of December. It, yep. it's, oh, With man. the best offense in the league during that time. They're only a half game back of the best record in the Western Conference. Right? Yeah. Scary. Scary. The stacked top four in the West right now with Minnesota, OKC, the Clippers, and the Nuggets all right there. And who would have thought this, right? James Harden? Yeah, it's working. I mean, almost had a 30-point triple-double the other day. He's been killing it for them. It's it's working, They went from five straight losses to five losses since December. Right. That's a crazy turnaround. Football. We know who the host team will be for the first ever Brazil game. Eagles. It's fitting that it's green in green, right? Yeah. Also, it's going to be played on a Friday. I don't know if you guys saw that as part of the announcement yesterday. That was so odd. Kind of buried as part of it. I mean, so so odd. So here's the NFL, and it's week one, right? It it's, is week okay. one. So Friday. week one of the NFL season, the league will have a Thursday night game with the winner of the Super Bowl, a Friday night game with the Eagles versus somebody from Brazil in Brazil, and then Saturday off, and then Sunday. So the league slowly expanding into places, Friday night games. That's but typically Friday nothing. night, they, they've never wanted Friday night in the past. Because Nobody football, really wants Friday it's, night. It's supposed to be like, hey, leave Friday nights alone, leave that one for the kids. Okay, but, but, but listen, back to our philosophy. It's a lot of people, you work hard all week, you get to Friday, you don't want to have to be, you don't want to have to watch sports on Friday night. You want to Want to chill? You want to go out to dinner? You want to go I meet some friends? That's you want to like more of a you and me thing because we work. So you don't hard think in most people are like that? Oh, I don't know. I think there's a game on and they want to bet it and they want to watch it, or they got fantasy guys going in that game. Yeah, I think they'll watch it. Yeah, absolutely. I do know this: the Eagles are not on the Cardinals' schedule this year, so it's not going to be the Cardinals going to Brazil. They could still go to other international locations and very well might, but the Cardinals do not visit the Philadelphia Eagles this year, so they're not going to Brazil. So you can rule that one out. No happen. games in Italy this year, right? None. No. You said the Italians don't like football. No, they really don't. No. Clayton Kershaw is back in Dodger Blue. Why? Yay. I guess. Why? They have 17 starting pitchers. Why? 
Because at this point, he might as well just wear the one jersey. They just added two starting pitchers. They're going to get Walker Bueller back at some point. Isn't he like, not? He's not going to pitch until back halfway through the season anyway, I mean, he's right? recovering from Tommy second, John, if I'm not mistaken. Second Tommy right? John surgery. He's supposed yeah. to be back this year, though. Yeah. Kershaw's not going to be back. He's got had shoulder surgery. He wouldn't be back till the second half of the season anyway, I think. I mean, given the way that their history has happened with their rotation and injuries and such like that, I'm sure they would just rather over-prepare than not have And he's Clayton anyway. Kershaw. They, if he wants to pitch, they probably don't want him pitching anywhere else, so fine. They'll just bring him back for however he, long he was He was really good in the regular was. season until the D-backs rocked his ass in the playoffs. Until that happened. What did yes. he get? Six runs in one out? Was it one out I he believe, got? I believe that's what it was. Like six runs? Man, that was enjoyable. That, that was, was enjoyable. It was, yeah. And then we'll close with sports business news that I brought up earlier, but we just kind of passed on it afterwards. Yeah. ESPN, Fox, and then Warner Brothers Discovery are combining. This is official, by the way. Are combining rights to launch a new streaming service. Now I want to learn more about this. What I can tell you, at okay. least from what I pulled from the release, is that it's going to be a new standalone service, its own individual app, and you can bundle it with your ESPN Plus, your Hulu, or your Max as well. What, what are they going to put on it? What, what kind of sports? Well, they've got every of the four major sports. They've got a big chunk of the college football market. They, I know Lauren's upset because they've got F1. In that category as well. She doesn't want to be paying to watch F1. Come on. More importantly, if you're thinking about it, Big 12 football is in this grouping. That's ASU next year. That's U of A next year. Everyone on social media is joking that it's cable. It's basically cable. Collaborative alliance. So it's, it's, um, like, it's like everything that you would get if you ordered cable is in this one app. It's just, it's like cable. Paying but more and getting right. less. So I noticed the other day that I didn't, you know, when I went to go watch Masters of the Air for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, my Apple TV account wasn't working. So I go to Chelsea. I'm like, why is the Apple TV not? Because you were complaining like three months ago that we pay for too many services, so I cut it. What do you mean you cut it? You didn't even tell me? What timing. (laughs) Like, you cut my Apple TV? What are you talking about? Come on, I gotta get that back. I wanna watch Masters of the Air. Uh, you know, that's what you get. I like she goes, You were complaining that we pay for like 75. So I'm like, We do. Uh, that's what you you, you name a service, we've got it. I got Life 360, I got Suck Netflix, it. I got Apple, I've got uh, Amazon Prime, I got Paramount, I got Discovery, I get it. But she was like, you were complaining about it, so I canceled a couple of them. Except I'm like, what else one. did you cancel? Yeah, except for that one. Yeah, like I want like You'll figure it out one day. That's your 4 o'clock reset. Thanks, Mitch. We appreciate it. Listen for your name coming up in just a few minutes, 4.20 this afternoon. For a chance something to, else to cancel. For a chance to qualify and win a trip for two to witness the Cardinals make their historic number four pick in Detroit. When you hear your name, call in, seize the moment. If you haven't registered yet, text the word DRAFT to 620 That's DRAFT to 620 Do not miss out on Arizona Sports Destination Detroit, brought to you by Bud Light. We're almost a year removed from the Suns' acquisition of Kevin Durant. If you could go back and do it all over, again, would you? That's next on Burns and Gambo. Hey everybody, Dan Bickley here. How will the Suns fare in their latest litmus test against the Bucks? We'll discuss starting tomorrow at 6 a.m. on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of times that uh, because, one, I've been fans of all these guys, and, you know, now we're teammates. I've studied the game closely, and, you know, I'm not just talking about the three of us. I'm talking about everybody on the team. So, I mean, still some more learning to do. 
like you said, 15 games is a small sample size, but we're definitely learning and growing. Devin Booker practiced today talking about clicking with Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal as we welcome you back to the Burns and Gambo show. We're not quite to the one-year anniversary of Kevin Durant coming to the Phoenix Suns, but obviously we're very close. Today is the one-year anniversary of Matt Ishbia being granted control of the Suns and taking ownership of the Suns. And, of course, anybody who remembers it a year ago remembers that the Kevin Durant trade really was not too far behind that. So we're close. Our buddy Kevin Pelton, we have him on the show a lot. He's our guy. We love him. NBA insider based up there in the Pacific Northwest did a regrade of the the major deals from a year ago at the deadline. And you can remember, there were quite a few, right? Kyrie Irving went to Kyrie the Dallas Irving, Mavericks, sure. and Kevin Durant came here, and there were a couple of others as well. Um, he, It's not scalding. It's not like, oh, my God, he ripped the Suns for what they've done. But a year ago, he gave the Phoenix Suns an A for acquiring Kevin Durant, and a year later, he said in retrospect, I would give them a B. Now, I does say there's still time for the Suns to justify the outlay of four first-round picks and a swap. Durant is healthy, continues to perform at an all-NBA level. Uh, it says, but bringing a first championship to the Valley of the Sun might be the bar for making this an A trade in the long run, which is something you were talking about earlier when we were talking about Matt Ishbia. Like, you know, it is, it's great to be in that situation as a sports market where it is championship or bust for your team. And it clearly is for the Phoenix Suns. Okay. It's no doubt about it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Destination Detroit. 420. It is time for our Destination Detroit qualifier, Mark Wilson from Scottsdale. Mark, you have 10 minutes to call 602-260-9870 to qualify for your chance to win a trip for two to the 2024 NFL Draft in Detroit. Mark Wilson. If we don't hear from Mark within 10 minutes, we'll open up the phone lines to somebody else. If you didn't hear your name, you can still qualify. Text the word DRAFT to 620-620. Listen for your name tomorrow at 8.20 a.m., 12.20 p.m., and 4.20 p.m. Once again, Mark Wilson from Scottsdale. 10 minutes, 602-260. Wilson! 9870. You were saying. I was saying that it's great to be in a market where it is championship or bust for your team. It's great to have that instead of, you know, the, the, the times when the Suns were winning 20 to 30 games five years in a row and it was, it was, it was terrible and, you know, they couldn't give tickets away to get to the games. That wasn't that long ago. Devin Booker was on the team back then when they were drafting Dragon Bender and Marquise Christ and Josh Jackson and Alex Len and playing guys like Tyler Eulis. It was bad. And making a big splash when they signed Jimmer Fredette. You remember how bad it was? So to be in that situation is great. It's like, hey, we'll give you an A if you win a championship. Well, what else can I do to get an A? Nothing. Like nothing. No, no, you're all in on Kevin Durant. Win a championship, I'll give you an A. Yeah. Don't win a championship, you don't get an A. It's like, it's like, I mean, that's what it is. Now, again, I'd rather be here than where you were in the past. But it's pretty obvious that most people only look at this as championship or bust for Phoenix. And I agree with it. I agree with it. And I'm happy that it's that way. But it is crazy, right? I mean, you could you make the NBA Finals lose in seven games, and people think the season's a complete failure. It is. I mean, it, it, it's not that it's not that crazy when you you ask yourself the question: How else can the Phoenix Suns win the Kevin Durant trade? There is no other way for them to win it. 
There's no other there's no other thing that can happen that would make you go, you know what? That was a good idea. Glad they did it. You know what? They won that trade. They absolutely succeeded by acquiring Kevin. They can win a bunch of regular season games. They can even a Western Conference Finals appearance. Absolutely not. That 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 doesn't been do there, it. been there, done been it. There, done time that. to win I've, it all. I've got right. a t shirt in my closet. It, it's time to win it. And if you don't, there's no other reason to do it. I think what's interesting is that this time a year ago, and I fell prey to it too, as soon as the sun got Kevin Durant, I thought, championship. They're going to win a championship. That's it. That is a duo that will wreck the NBA and no one will know what to do with it. A year later, I can see why Pelton dropped it to a B because my level of confidence that it's going to work, that it will absolutely for sure work and the Suns will win a championship. It's been diminished. But, it, but it, why? It is, why is it diminished? It is, is it the health of the players? Is it, it the turnovers? The fourth quarter? The been diminished because their ability to add players around those two, or if okay. you want to hit zoom out and say those three, is so limited and so hard to do. And it, it's, it's we talked about it in our trade deadline segment about an hour ago. There's just not a whole lot that can be done to improve the roster of the Phoenix Suns. And so yeah. if, if you get to a point where that's as good as you're going to be, and you've gotten as far as you can go, there's nothing you can do to fix it. There's nothing you can do to make it better. There's nothing you can do to, okay, let's go get this guy, and then we're really going to go for it. You're stuck. And I think that's why my confidence in the plan working has been diminished somewhat because we've seen it wasn't a perfect plan. And it does have its flaws, and it might not work. But and you if it still believe that it can work, right? Oh, you still believe that it can absolutely. work. But my level of confidence that it will work it's taken a hit in the last year. I'm just being honest with you. Being honest with everyone listening right now. It's taken a little bit of a hit that it's going to work because I thought it was going to be better than what it's been. More successful than what it's been. I thought they were going to get Kevin Durant in the postseason last year and they were going to run roughshod through But the, they didn't, he didn't play enough games I, I know, with them. I, I know, but, he, but then we, that's, we come back to that full circle again this year. You know, they haven't played a lot of games together and we're still waiting. We're still seeing. It's my confidence in this. It, has it not yours? Has your confidence in the plan not taken a little bit of a hit over the last year since so Durant? The, the, the thing I didn't like about the trade was giving up the four first-round picks. Like, you know, McHale and Cam, like, I get it, Durant's a better player than both of those guys. But giving up those four picks and the pick swaps, because that did limit your ability. Now, no, no one no one will ever know what they would have done had they kept Booker, Ayton, Paul, Mikhail, Cam, what they could have done with those assets. We'll never know. Would they have packaged Cam Johnson and two picks for a better player? I mean, think about all the players that are being moved, right? Think about, think about the players that were just moved this year. Pascal Siakam, Bruce Brown, OG Ananobi, RJ Barrett, Terry Rozier, Kyle Lowry, Steven Adams, Victor Oladipo, Marvin Bagley, Danilo Gallinari. Could they have had Siakam? Could they have had Anobi? Could like what we don't know what they would have done, but they would have had the ammunition to do other things. None of the players that they could have brought in are as good as Kevin Durant. That's the one thing I know for sure. There's nobody they could have added that's a better player than Kevin Durant. All right, Mark Wilson, you still have a few minutes left uh, to give us a call at 602-260-9870. If you're Mark Wilson from Scottsdale, your chance to qualify for a chance to win a trip for two to the 2024 NFL Draft in Detroit, Mark Wilson. If you know Mark Wilson, get Mark Wilson the call, 602-260-9870. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo Show, 
show. NBA teams making a big and splashy trade. Maybe not the success rate that we'd be looking for here in Phoenix. How's the outlook for the Suns when it comes to that? We'll talk about it next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Destination Detroit. Mark didn't call. Wilson! Mark didn't call. It's like the the volleyball's floating off into the ocean. So instead, caller number 10-602-260-9870. We've reset the phone lines. So now, caller number 10. We just, right? We just restart. Clear it all out. Clear it all out. Caller number 10 right now. 602-260-9870. If you're caller number 10, 602-260-9870, you will be qualified for a chance to win a trip for two to the 2024 NFL Draft in Detroit. Stay tuned because tomorrow here on Arizona Sports, we'll do it again at 820, 1220, and 420. That's the plan. Call number 10. Any like prerequisites, like you've got to have a fat head of burdency that you hold up during the segment to get it on air? Or no, something like no, that? no, no prerequisites. No prerequisites like no, that. You just no, get to go and enjoy no. it. Okay. Didn't we, we, we had fat heads here. We did. Two of us, we did. It? it was like for the college football playoffs or championship game people are, holding them up out are, there are, are they are, well i remember diamondback games we used to have them out there remember we the were diamondback the games half yeah. day clubs right like yeah. where we were out there for those day games i wonder if promotions still god i hope they don't sometimes when you do shows from home though i want i, I want us to still have it so we can just put the fat head in your oh, chair okay yeah right? wouldn't that wouldn't that well I was, yeah because I was, then you're on the video and i'm not i was about to say that would look good but i'm not sure that's quite the phrasing I would use. It would just look more normal to have, yeah, because on the video, if you don't it's know, you. it's it's we are now streaming the show live video, and I should, this is a good time to mention this right now. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And you're like, it's like counterintuitive. You're going, but wait, you're a radio station. Yeah, but yeah. we actually have a YouTube channel that you can subscribe to at Arizona Sports in which you can watch all the shows. You can watch all the best segments, all the stuff that you want to replay. Please go to YouTube and subscribe to Arizona Sports. And, you know, KTAR News, too. Those guys, you know, you know them, them too, I suppose, but mostly here on Arizona Sports. The and- landscape has changed, right? I mean, we've got Instagram uh, like I got so yesterday because I had the, the, the Grim Reaper, you know. That's all over our YouTube. And page. I saw, but I saw it on Instagram too. Like you were tagged in an Instagram post. It's like so we have like an Instagram page, we have a Twitter page, we got a Facebook page, we got a YouTube page. Media's changed our a whole old, lot. Our own YouTube chat. But yeah. what I'm saying is, on the days when you work from home, if yes. it happens from time to time, rather than just a picture of me, right? Which nobody wants to see. Let's at least have the fat head in your the spot. Fat head, yeah. Which I don't know if anybody would want to see that either, but at least we, there'd be something there, right? And right. It's not just me. Right, so, right. yeah. We're uh, even on MySpace. <laughs> no, we're not. Yes, no, yes. We're not on MySpace. Do we're we have not. a winner? Can I tell these people to stop calling? Are we, are we, are we good? Do we have a winner? Jerry Tong. Jerry Tong? Tong is in the kitchen utensil. As in, as in, pass the tongs, I've got to get the steak off the grill. Exactly. But, but singular, not plural. Exactly. Jerry Tong. Congratulations, Jerry. You're going. All right. Um, We were talking about it during the reset. And um, if we're looking around at threats in the Western Conference for the Phoenix Suns, the LA Clippers are. Now, I remember, I'm going to ask Kellen about this when he's in with us tomorrow, because I remember the last time we talked about this with Kellen. 
He said he did not fear the LA Clippers because he thinks that James Harden will find a way to screw it up in the postseason because he always does. I think he might be changing his mind about that right now. I'm curious to see if he is or not because he was pretty steadfast about it when we talked to him a few weeks ago. The LA Clippers are a force of nature right now. I want nothing to do with them. They scare me to death. I never thought, Yambo, that I would have the kind of clipper envy that I do right now. Usually they're just kind of easy to mock. They're always hurt. You know, it's a failed experiment putting those two guys together. Now those three guys together. They won again last night. They're 26 and 5 since the 1st of December. And they're just straight up rolling teams right now. Yeah, there's look, they went all in, right? There was a lot of talk that everybody was going to be a free agent after the season. It could all go to hell in a handbasket. Um, you know, they went all in on Harden when a lot of people were like, man, I wouldn't touch Harden with a 10-foot pole. They were 3 and 7 to start the season. George was going to be an unrestricted free agent. Leonard was going to be an unrestricted free agent. This owner, you know, it's spent you know, so much money on this team and you just felt like, okay, this is it. Somehow some way that you know they went they added Harden and they've got, you know, the second most expensive payroll in the league, over $200 million. The luxury tax bill is projected to be $142 million is going to be their luxury tax bill. Like, it's going to be a crazy bill. It was risky, but it has worked out. James Harden has been great for them. Great for them. So, you know, you look at what they've done. You, you know, we, we've talked a lot about their bench and their role players that are very good. But Leonard is having his healthiest season. Yep. George is playing great. Harden's playing phenomenal. And it seems to really be working for the Clippers. Now, you do have, and I'm not saying this to blow smoke or to, you know, to, to go wish upon a star or anything like that. But you have three players who historically aren't, <laughs> don't last. You know, Kawhi gets hurt. Paul George gets hurt. Right. They're injury prone. Gets hurt. You mentioned it. They're injury prone. At this point in the beginning part of February, it feels like that's the only thing you can count on with the team. Because I'll tell you right now, and we had this conversation last week. I think the Nuggets and the Clippers are in an entirely different category in the Western Conference. You believe the Suns are part of that group. Yeah, I think I, that I, the Suns are right there I, with them. I, yeah. I don't. I, I think the Nuggets and the Clippers are on another level from the Phoenix Suns. And I, I'm very concerned that if both teams are healthy and firing on all cylinders, that it's a matchup nightmare for the Phoenix Suns, given that they've got guys who can defend, who can shoot, who are big, who have that kind of length. Now... They still have two games against each other, and I'm going to reserve final judgment on that until they play those final two games, and let's see who's healthy then and who's not. But it it does, even with the Suns playing at their best, it feels like the Clippers are at a different, better Higher yeah. level than the, only, the Suns are right now. The only now. thing you hope for, and just alluding to Kellen's issue, Harden's last two elimination games in the playoffs, he's got twenty total points and he's a minus forty six. That's that's what you're hoping for. But he's also playing now with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And he's playing with two guys that are very dominant defensively. So he seems to be fitting in really well. He almost had a 30-point triple-double the other day. He's played great. Like, he has really played great for them. And and, and look, we've talked about this. They've got good role players, man and Powell, and they're, like they're solid. Like they they're deeper than just three. See, that's where they have the edge over the Suns. Is that I think oh, they're question. I think they're much. You take their three and the Suns three. You can make an argument which three is better. But man, the Clippers are definitely deeper. Well, and I think the advantage they have too is that they they just defend better than the Suns do. They have. 
players who are better defensive basketball players than the Phoenix Suns do, in particular in Kawhi, who's just an absolute monster defensively. I, I just I think they have that going for them as well. Look, the Clippers are in. Uh, we keep saying this. I keep saying this. The Clippers, in many ways, are the role model for the Phoenix Suns. They're they're what you hope the Suns are going to become. They're a team that gave up multiple drafts assets, multiple picks, multiple, you know, to create this sort of super team that they were building in LA. And while it's taken a while, it does appear as if it's it's in a position to really work. And the Suns, a, a lot of times, honestly, teams that trade a bunch of picks for a superstar play doesn't work. You know, it, it has a hard time succeeding and the Clippers are trying to prove that it can. You know? I think they went six and one on their trip. They right? did. Didn't they go six and one? They did. Oh, yeah, okay, that's impressive. That's uh, that's what I'm that's saying. Impressive. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like that's why I gave the Suns a see on their recent road trip. There's nothing wrong with four and three, but here are the Clippers. And it, it was, I looked at the teams they played, and it was a very similar trip. Not exactly the same, but it was a similar trip. They went six and one on their trip. They're just rolling right now, and it's it's a, it's tough. It's a tough. It, there's a lot of time between now and that. And the Suns, I think, still have a lot better they can get. This is, I don't know if the Clippers can get better than where they are right They're now. Peaking. I, I think this is the, it sort of reminds me of the Suns that year they won 64 games where they peaked a little bit in February and in March, you know, and it was like, I don't know if they could have, I think the Clippers might be peaking. I don't think the Suns have peaked. I think the Suns still have room to grow yeah, and up yeah. to go. As the three main players get to play more games with each other. When we come back, we saw a young Major League Baseball player get a big extension yesterday. It has us wondering if Mike Hazen should make another Corbin Carroll-style commitment on his roster. We'll tell you who it might be next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Suns versus Bucks. Pre-game coverage begins at 7 on Arizona Sports 98.7 and the Arizona Sports app. All right, welcome back. It's the Burns and Gambo Show. Let's get an update on our social media poll questions of the day. Mitch is with us here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Go ahead and hit the thing, Lauren, if you would, please. The Burns and Gambo Need to Know Social Poll Update. Presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, um, we've got two questions out there. I'm looking at them right now. I'm assuming one of them got the Gambo retweet. I'm well, let's see. I didn't know there were two questions. I'll be honest. I I remember putting it out there, and I've forgotten until just now that we do have the second one out there. Ah, let me see. The okay. first one got the Gambo retweet. Okay, the second yeah. one, I imagine he's working on retweeting. Oh, I'm going to retweet right it right now. now. I like that one. Okay, <laughs> here you go. Because um, you can always tell when it gets the Gambo retweet, because it's like the vote total shoots right it's the up. vote inflation. Indeed. Stuffing oh, the yeah, ballot yeah, box. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Gambo. <laughs> Where did those extra votes come from? Well, you want to you fix an election? Just your guy right here. Mm. Let's see. He can find the voters. He, can, he, he knows where they're at. Trust me, I was not involved in any of that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Where uh, would you like to start, gents? Start with the uh, the Suns one. Please. Which Phoenix Suns role player has surprised you the most this season? You can interpret surprised however you want. Drew Eubanks, Bull Bull, Josh Akogi, Kata Bates-Diop. If you take... Bulbul out of the equation. Okay. And that's who I voted for. Bulbul. I, I actually would have voted for Josh Akogi. I shouldn't. He surprised you the most? A, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I think Drew Eubanks, I had expectations for. 
Josh Akogi, God, he's played his ass off the He has played weeks. so well to it to the point where we were talking the other day. It's like, boy, I, how much of a need is, you know, getting a bench guy right now with the way their bench has been playing? He's given them so much energy off the bench that even when he doesn't hit shots, I feel like he's a commodity out there because his shot making is going to come and go. Bowl Bowl's the answer. 100%. But well, if you took Bolbol out of the equation. 65% saying Bolbol. Now, you went with Eubanks, right? I went with Eubanks. Eubanks has been really good for them lately. 19% on Eubanks. Okay. And then Josh getting nine, Kata getting seven. Okay. Uh, question number two. You threw this out there. This is this is your baby, this one. Both of you got a poll question today. How about that? Who's more likely to be an NFL head coach again? And there's a tie-in here. Steve Wilkes or Cliff Kingsbury? I went with Wilkes. He's got his team. He's got his defense in the Super Bowl. He does. And, and he had success with Carolina where nobody else has had success. Because the offensive guy and the offensive guys tend to get are tend to more likely to get second opportunities. Now Dan Quinn just got one. Um, put me down. Put me down for Steve Wilkes. Put me down for Steve. Fifty-eight. We'll call it percent. Steve Wilkes. Okay. They think he's the next one to get a head man's job. To the forty-two percent for Cliff. I don't know if either one of them do. To be honest with you. I don't know if either of them get a second chance. I don't know. Being Cliff seems coach. to fall upward a lot, so yes. I think. Well, he really does. <laughs> he does. does he really does. He fails forward. He, he does. Fa- he's falling he's... upward faster than Antonio Pierce. He, uh, the, since Isaiah Thomas has no one failed forward better than Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, I mean, Look it up. Who Isaiah gets Thomas fired is... for doing a terrible job as a college coach and then hired as an NFL head coach. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury does. Uh, but look it up. Isaiah Thomas, one of the best fail forward guys in the history of the world. Uh, that's the poll question. Those are the poll questions, I should say. You can find them on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page. At Burns and Gambo, one word is where you can find it. Okay, so the big story yesterday for Major League Baseball was one, and I remember we talked about it um, during the 4 o'clock reset, um, and that was Witt from Kansas City getting that big contract Huge. extension. It's an enormous deal. Young player. Everybody loves him. He's, he's, he's great. He's terrific. And it started this conversation of, man, aren't we glad that the Arizona Diamondbacks gave the contract that they gave to Corbin Carroll when they gave it to him? If they have waited until this offseason to give Corbin Carroll that kind of a, hey, let's sign this young player to this contract, they would have played a lot more money this year than they would have last year, than they did last year, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe 50 to $100 million more. Potentially. For a guy that was Rookie of the Year and the team went to the World Series. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, 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 thank goodness they didn't wait another year because it would have cost them a whole lot more to buy out Corbin Carroll, you know, more of his arbitration years and free agency years. Bobby Witt Jr. got an 11-year deal worth, what, $289 million guaranteed. Easily the longest and richest contract in Kansas City Royal history. It includes another three-year option that could drive it up to $377 million. It will keep wit with the Royals through the 2037 season. Let's just try to think about that for a second. 2037. Right. How old will he be in 2037? He'll be... How old is he now? How old is he now? Let me just... Because that's the key, right? Okay, wit Junior... 24, age. 25... 
If okay, all the, he's 23 years old. He'd be 37 by the time the contract Okay. Starts, if all the but options th- are included. Okay. Now, again, I think that, you know, used to be by, by at 35, a guy's prime was over. But we've seen a lot of players getting paid at 37, 38, 39, 40. This would end at 37. They wouldn't have to pay him at age 37, age 38, age 39. Age. You brought up the point yesterday. Man, it's much better to pay these guys at 23, 24, 25, sure. 26. You get their better years. Then wait till they're 31. Yep. And then you're signing a guy who's, you know, his seven of his great years are behind him. Yeah. Seven of his best years are in the rearview mirror, and you're hoping for two or three, and you're giving him a 10 year deal, hoping for two or three of them. Okay. So the question is, what does this mean for the Arizona Diamondbacks? Well, it means a couple things. Number one, they've already taken Corbin Carroll and locked him up. So they've already, it was one of the, it was one of the shrewdest things that Mike Hazen did last year in a year filled with shrewd things that he did. Signing Corbin Carroll to that eight year, $111 million contract. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, you'd love to do this with Zach Gallen. It's very clear Zach Gallen, in all likelihood, is not going to make himself available for something like this. He's a Scott Boris guy. Scott Boris clients tend to wait till they go to the open market to see what they get paid. Is there somebody else looking at you, Gabriel Moreno, that the Arizona Diamondbacks should do this with in order to to pay for a guy's prime years of his career? Is Is Gabriel Moreno... Graduated to the level of Corbin Carroll like status where this should get done with him. I think so. You think so? I think so. I think he's one of the best young catchers in the game, man. Now, I love Alec Thomas as a center fielder. I wouldn't do it with Alec Thomas right now. You know, we haven't no seen way. Jordan Loyal or, or Young or, or um, uh, Drew Jones yet, but the guy that I would do it with, I'd do it with Gabby Moreno. If I could lock him up. You don't want one more year? Just to be sure. The problem with the one more year is like we just you know like like we sure, talked about Corbin Carroll. Yep. Like the price goes up if you if you really believe in the guy catching it is a prime position. You've got one of the best defensive catchers in the game with offense. I would I would seriously think about it because it's again yeah I agree I understand wait a year wait the longer you wait the higher the price goes up if he plays well if he has a good year that price goes up a little bit more yeah it's I, I'm sure it's something they've thought about I'm sure it's something they've considered and kicked it around a little bit I, I wonder if he's more in the wait one more year camp or whether they would try to do something but if you do something now you would really try to lock him in at a price it's really it's that's right. not going to be like because you're buying out what five years of free age five years of control right it's your, you know, you have of his. Text yeah. us your thoughts on the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now when we come back. Suns, Bucks, a 2021 NBA Finals rematch is on tap. How much has changed since that last meeting? Well, depends on who you ask, and we'll explain next on the Burns and Gambo Show.